Hello, I'm Andrew Martin. This is Bulldog Insider for Sunday, February 16th, 2020. Tonight on Bulldog Insider, it's baseball season, opening weekend for the Bulldogs. We'll take you out to Bob Bennett Stadium, and we'll go across the street to Margie Wright Diamond, where the softball team looked to wrap up a perfect kickoff classic. Jamie White stops by to talk about being a Mountain West champion. We also get Adrian Wiggins' thoughts on that, and we capture the special moment he had this week. Plus, we'll hear from a Valley Olympian who's headed to Tokyo later this summer. Now, KC24's Bulldog Insider, presented by Fashion Furniture. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bulldog Insider. Friday night, the Fresno State baseball team opened the season with a 3-1 win over UC Irvine. The Bulldogs beat a pitcher who was preseason All-American. The Anteaters won yesterday's game, so that set up the rubber game today. Julia Lopez was there. It was a beautiful day, too. That's right, Andrew. The Diamond Dogs trying to win a three-game set against a tough Anteaters team on opening weekend. So let's head to the park for the rubber match. Inman was in mid-season form already, getting the crowd going out there. Sanger's own Jake Harrell making his Bulldog debut. And there will be better days for the freshman. He gave up six runs off nine hits and two and a third. Bottom two, Fresno State trailing by five. Jeff Jamison is going to get his team on the board in a big way. A three-run shot to left over the scoreboard. And they pull within two. However, the Dogs were down six heading into the seventh. They scored two in that inning and was able to plate six in the eighth. And then Zach Fresno with the go-ahead two-run shot to get the Dogs the lead and ultimately the win. Fresno State pulls a major comeback and takes it 12. 10 as they win their opening series. The Bulldogs continue their 12th game homestand to start the season next weekend when they welcome Washington for a three-game set. Shout out to Zach Presno. He was in studio with Nate Timian last weekend. That is now three home runs in two games for Presno. Now, you know, Julia, last year the Bulldogs went 2-1 and one on opening weekend. They went on to win the Mountain West Conference and appear in the NCAA tournament. Didn't quite get to Omaha, but that's always the goal. I bring this up because here at KC24, we have a new morning anchor on KC Sunrise. His name is Brody Logan, and he has a unique connection to that 2008 Bulldog baseball team. Thanks, Andrew. Hi, everyone. Even those of you that don't wake up before 7, so you have no idea who I am. Uh, my name is Brody Logan. I'm the new KC24 Sunrise morning anchor guy. But before this, I was a career sports guy. My first on-air gig was in 2008, covering college baseball for CBS College Sports Network. So, I got to follow that year's Fresno State team as they went from underdogs to wonderdogs in Omaha, winning the national championship. In a previous interview, your buddy over here said that if we made the championship series, that he was going to cut a skull. If you do something at the championship, I mean, I might have to do it with you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no going back now. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> With the skullet and the fryer. <laughs> Let's go Fresno. Thankfully, as you can see, the hair grew back. I didn't have to join a seminary, so that's good. And I got to watch a wonder dog pile on the mound at Rosenblatt after Fresno State completed one of the most remarkable underdog runs in college sports history. I'm hoping for a similar season from this year's squad, but at least this time, hopefully, I'll get to keep my hair. Andrew, back to you. Ah, yes, the Chris Tomlinson Skullet. That was 12 years ago. Brody, you're a good sport. Now, from Bulldog Baseball, we transition to Bulldog Softball. Would Fresno State go 5-0 in its kickoff classic? 
Julia Lopez has the answer. Andrew, I would love to see you in a skullet. No, One day. Not happening. <laughs> yeah, it was a busy weekend on the corner of Cedar and Barstow. So let's head across the street to Margie Wright, where the Bulldogs were hosting the Gales of St. Mary's in their fifth and final game of the tournament. No score until the bottom of the second. Runners on the corners for Alicia Denby. She rips it to left. That goes under the glove all the way to the fence. That brings in Caitlin Jennings, Haley Galvin. She crosses the plate. Denby gets waved home, but is thrown out, however. Two runs count, so Denby makes up for that out. She's up with bases loaded. The freshman hits a walk-off grand slam. Denby plays hero, ends the game early. The dogs win 10-0 as they go a perfect 5-0 in the tourney. The pitching was solid, too. Haley Dulcini and Danielle East threw a combined no-hitter today. The dogs are home next weekend for the Fresno State invite, but first a trip to Stanford on Tuesday. That is a way to end a tournament on a walk-off grand slam. Thanks yeah. very much, Julia. At the St. Mark's Center yesterday, Nevin Hart with a dunk for his highlight reel. The freshman scored nine points in 22 minutes for the men's basketball team in a home game against Utah State. The Bulldogs trailed by as many as 13 points, but they cut it to one after Noah Blackwell hit these back-to-back -back threes. Fresno State never took the lead, though. Sam Merrill led all scores with 24 points, and Utah State would go on to win 71-59. You know, that team is everybody back from an NCAA tournament team. So they're not, they're not, they don't really have those plays that we've had that we say, oh, wow, what happened? That silly turnover, that bad shot, that defensive breakdown. You know, those teams that have been playing long enough, they, they've seen the action, they get back, they communicate, they stay in the moment, and it, they kind of wear you down on that. And we have gotten better, there's no question. We've gotten better, we're just not good enough. Just not quite good enough to beat those teams that are very consistent. Yeah, well, there's pros and cons to that, but the pro is definitely just knowing that if we just fix a couple things up, work on a couple things, that we have a lot of these teams. So just that love for the game comes in and just knowing that we're right there to just get better and we're, we could turn that corner quickly. Next up for the Bulldogs, a home game against Air Force on Wednesday. The Bulldog women also play Air Force on Wednesday, and they have the Mountain West Championship already wrapped up. We'll talk with Coach Jamie White about that next. Welcome back to the Bulldog Insider. We're pleased to be joined now by Jamie White and her friend here, <laughs> uh, head coach of the Mountain West Champion women's basketball team. Now, be honest, Coach, Wednesday felt great, but yesterday had to feel even better because now you don't have to share this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I felt like our team has played just too hard, and we've done too well to, to share it with anyone. So you have this, and now that you are the Mountain West regular season champions, how do you approach the conference tournament next month where you go in as the number one seed? Right. Well, uh, that's the goal every year, right? To go in a number one seed, you should have the better bracket, you have the day off. And uh, for our players, just to get refocused, I was a little leery yesterday when we played that, that we were so high when we won here in front of our home um, that I was worried how we would um, respond. But we did a good job yesterday and came back with it. By beating Utah State, you're now 22-4 and four and on a 14-game winning streak. But is it safe to assume you won't get an at-large berth into the NCAA tournament? You have to win the Mountain West Conference Tournament to get in. Well, our RPI is nice right now. So I think we're right around the 50s. I think um, 
54, I think, is the last thing I saw. So that's a good RPI. If we continue to win and win out, I think um, they're going to have to think about us a little bit harder than they would. But historically, um, the winner of the tournament goes, and that's our goal anyway. So we're going we're gonna to go for it and try to make no questions about it going into the tournament. Yeah, if you get the automatic berth, then they can't leave you out. Right. <laughs> A lot of coaches say that they reflect on a season after it's over. Is that the case with you, or are you enjoying this ride while you're on it? You know, um, I don't think there's a lot of time for reflection right now. Obviously, we have still three games to go in the regular season. We're going into the tournament. So I think there'll be a time to reflect maybe in May in a, on a beach somewhere. <laughs> but for right now, we're moving forward, and we have a lot of uh, goals left, and, and we need all of our focus and, and work for those. You know, looking ahead to May and potentially next season, I know obviously you're focused on this season, but regardless of how this special season ends, your entire starting lineup returns next season. Can you do this again? And again, I say that obviously not knowing how this season is going to end yet. Right, absolutely. I mean, that's, um, that's very fortunate for the Bulldogs. And um, we would only hope that that would be the case. Other than, you know, again, finishing business this year, our focus again is, has been on the game at hand and not looking too far ahead. But it is nice that the majority of our kids are young and energetic and excited and competitive and, and all good things moving forward. Coach, you talk about the excitement of having this trophy. What did it mean to the players? And when you look at this, what do you think? You know, I think it just, it, it really resembles hard work, uh, coming together, working together, um, some young kids having to play up and, and do everything they can on a stage that they've never seen before. And it's been very exciting for us as coaches to, to coach them and to see them grow. And I, I, I believe in our last couple of games, we've had more consistency. Um, so the, the trophies are nice. Um, it, you know, it's a, it's a reflection of the memories and all those things that we'll always have. Um, but again, for right now, our, our press is to move forward and continue winning. I asked you this when you walked in the door, but who's the first person that you heard from after winning, at least a share, because obviously we talk about Wednesday first before Saturday, after winning on Wednesday? Well, you know, I got a, I got a text from Joe Ligurski, who I worked with at Wyoming and at Utah. It was really nice. It's always nice when your, um, your other coaches in your league or, or you know, across the leagues um, are able to text and, and say good job. And my mom. And my dad. <laughs> My family has always been supportive, and of course, that's the reason I, I've been able to do what I've been able to do. Um, there's nothing more special than hugging your family after the game. It's a, it's a special thing. Lastly, Coach, before we let you go, in that video, you saw the team wearing green jerseys for Pride of the Valley. You wore red yesterday. We've seen the gray, and I believe you guys wore those green when you made a run in Vegas a couple of years ago. Do you know what the color scheme is going to be like when you get to Las Vegas in early March? I don't. The good news is I am not in charge of what we wear <laughs> at all. I you might have a care. say, though. <laughs> but, um, you know, the green has always been something that represents the Valley. That was something we did a couple of years ago, and then we were on fire in the green for a, for a while until that championship game. So when we wore it for the championship game the other night, I was like, I'm just not going to think about that very much, but um, to represent the Valley and to have the people there, um, we had such a great crowd. The Red Wave was all there. We had great student body presence. I mean, we had all the teams there. It was just really, really, really fun to, to be a part of that. I left that pink, too, by the way. You wore that oh, yeah. against UNLV a couple of yeah. Saturdays ago. Yeah. She's Jamie White, head coach of the Mountain West champion Bulldogs. Only one home game left. 
Saturday against Nevada. Coach White, thanks for coming in today, and go get those last three wins. Finish 18-0. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. When we come back, hear from the women's basketball coach the last time the Bulldogs were undefeated in conference, Adrian Wiggins. And of all the memorable moments he had with the Bulldogs, you could argue none of them top what happened four days ago. That's next. I was young. You know, I felt like we were supposed to win, and I didn't realize that, you know, now I, looking back on it, I realize how tough it is and what a special teams that, we, you know, that we did have. Uh, you know, so anytime you're a part of a league and you can go undefeated in that league, uh, it says a lot about your program and what's going on. Adrian Wiggins was the head women's basketball coach at Fresno State from 2005 through 2012. During the 2009-2010 season, his Bulldogs went 16-0 in the Western Athletic Conference. The current Bulldogs are one win away from matching that this season in the Mountain West. As for Wiggins, for the past seven seasons, he's been the head boys basketball coach at Clovis East High School. The playoffs begin this week, meaning Wiggins doesn't know how many games he has left to coach his son. Adrian Wiggins has been a basketball coach since the mid-1990s. He's seen countless senior nights, but Wednesday was different. Wednesday was senior night for his son, Will. Yeah, I tell all the parents, just love them while you can. I remember walking up as a ninth grader and they announced him for homecoming king, and I was just so happy I caught that moment. You know, those are the, the perks about being here as a parent. Will Wiggins has been on varsity at Clovis East since he was a sophomore. So Adrian Wiggins has been both a parent and a coach for three years. I call him dad. It's, it's kind of weird like when I have to yell at him across the court, but I call him dad. I've called him that my whole life, and he's never really told me, call me coach, so I just say dad. He balances being uh, my dad and being my coach very well, and for most that's hard to do. Except Adrian Wiggins isn't like most coaches. He won 175 games at Fresno State, second most in program history, and he took the Bulldogs to five straight NCAA tournaments. Will tagged along. Going in the locker rooms like at halftime and after the games and just hearing all their halftime talks and you know it was a really cool experience for me growing up. You know what I noticed as a coach is he's just not afraid of the big moments. You know he wants the ball in his hands. The bigger the arena the more you know excited he is and focused. Uh, he went on those trips with me. You know he went to the NCAA tournaments. He walked on those carpets. Uh, he saw all the cameras and uh, he likes it and he doesn't make him nervous. He's also not nervous about next year when he'll be playing someplace else and for a coach who's not his dad. I think it'll be a new experience, but I'm ready to see, uh, to venture off and see what new coaches can do for me and how they can expand my game. Williams' value is just his ability to run a team. He thrives in doing a lot of the little things. It's been a really special experience for me. One of a kind deal. I, I just been really blessed with being able to be here with him and go to school with him every day. And uh, he's been a really, really uh, not only a good kid, but a, a fun guy to coach and a, a good leader. So uh, for me, it's been like a dream come true. When Adrian Wiggins was at Fresno State, he had an assistant coach named Amy Parrish, who had a sister, Madison, who was on the team for a few years. I asked Wiggins if there were any similarities between that dynamic and the one he currently has with Will. He compared Will to Madison, saying they're both smart and they're both coachable. Will Wiggins told me he will likely play at either Fresno City College or Reedley College next season. And by the way, Clovis East is the three seed in the D1 Valley playoffs and has a first round bye. We'll be right back.
in a way, being a veteran is harder because I know what it took to get there last time, and my naivety is now like a challenge, you know, because I, from before, I, I know how hard it is to get there. So it's preparing me and making me more um, tactical and, um, I don't know, I'm making better choices this time around. So I, I'm excited. And the Valley is excited for her. Lauren Billies announced on Thursday that she is officially a two-time Olympian. Billies is from Visalia. She graduated from Fresno State in 2013, and she competed for Puerto Rico in Rio in the 2016 Olympics. She'll do the same later this summer in Tokyo in the sport of equestrian. Congratulations, Lauren. Time now for the Bulldog Insider Play of the Week. For that, we go back to Wednesday. Less than a second left in the women's basketball game against San Jose State. Bree Delaney with the perfect pass to Maddie Udy for the go-ahead layup. That turned out to be the game winner, and it won a share of the Mountain West regular season championship for the Bulldogs. Of course, yesterday, the Bulldogs won that championship outright. Our Tweet of the Week from Friday. This made me laugh. It was Valentine's Day. The Yankees had some fun on social media. A Valentine's Day e-card from Aaron Judge. Guilty of loving you. Come on, that's funny. <laughs> we'll be right back. A reminder, you can always watch segments from the show online at yourcentralvalley.com. Whether you miss them the first time or like them so much you want to watch them again, the website is yourcentralvalley.com. You can also listen to the Bulldog Insider whenever you want. We're a podcast. And look at all the places where you can hear us. Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, among others. And, of course, on the Bulldog Insider page at yourcentralvalley.com. Women's tennis went 4-0 this weekend, beating San Francisco, Bakersfield College, and Fresno City College. Water polo beat UC Davis today 12-10. Yesterday, the wrestling team lost at South Dakota State. Lacrosse lost at Furman. Men's tennis lost at home to Pepperdine. We thank you for watching. We'll see you next Sunday. Have a good night.